let me ask you this question. Yes. Is um, a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I would say yeah. Okay. Just wanted to know. I'm gonna be clear. All but right. it is it is a separate thing. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I take that back. <laughs> you see, I I was thinking, um, in order for it to have a sandwich, you had to have two separate pieces of bread. Ooh. I was I was referring to the buns. Uh huh. And then I thought of though subway sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, those sons of guns, dude. They're hot dog sandwiches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they've been lying to us the whole time. Wow, that's true, dude. Mm. So um, I'm going to pray, and then uh, it's just you and me, bro. I'm cool? down. Yep. <laughs> All I'm right. Down. Cool. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I thank you for giving us an opportunity, Father, to, to get to come together, Father, in a, a time, Lord God, when people are separated, Father, when there's people who are hurting and sick. I pray, Father, that you would be with our families, be with our loved ones. I pray that you would put a shield of protection around them. And I ask, also ask, Father, that you would give us hope in times, Lord God, of, uh, of need and hope in times, Lord God, of when we're not sure, Father, where the next paycheck is coming from, Lord God, when we're not sure, Lord God, if we're going to be healthy. I pray and I ask, Lord, that you would uh, give us comfort, give us, Lord God, the assurance, Lord, that you have a plan for our lives. And we thank you for that. I pray, Father, you would just uh, allow this conversation to be filled with your spirit. Lord God, may fellowship, Lord God, be truly centered around Christ. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Uh, so welcome to Redeem Podcast, Nicholas Hernandez. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm truly honored. Truly honored. Cool. How you been? I've been good, dude. Yeah? I, uh, yeah, just plugging through and uh, a lot of work, but... S Surviving the COVID? Surviving. Yeah. Thriving. Right on. Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know right now work for you is kind of crazy. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, from the beginning, I, um, I wanted to get married. Mm -hmm. and um, But at the same time, I knew that I... Um, I was called to be a worship leader, so I couldn't dedicate myself fully to worship without dedicating myself fully to Celeste, mm -hmm. and and it tore me apart. It was physically tearing me apart, and um, so I went to Dale's office mm -hmm. at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs, and I told him where I was at, and he told me to pray for three things. He said, pray for... Um, an opportunity here at the church mm -hmm. where you could lead and get paid for it. Pray for an opportunity somewhere else that allows you to get paid, have Sundays off and nights off where you could dedicate yourself to both, or pray for peace at the current job mm. that I have, which is In-N-Out Burger. God bless America. Amen. And, <laughs> and so... so I did. I prayed for a long time, for about two months, and just constant praying. And then he also told me to read Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. 
and I read it just every single day, prayed every single day, the same thing for about like two months. And over those two months, I just started seeing the door completely open for In-N-Out mm. and for management. And, um, and I knew it was God. And even to this day, you can even ask my wife, uh, I've tried to quit In-N-Out so many times. Sorry, Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many times. And God won't let me do it. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, but I'm a worship leader, Lord. I'm called to be a worship leader. Uh, let me walk away. I'll walk away in faith. I'll sell paintings. I'll do something. Mm -hmm. I'll do anything. Like, just allow me the chance to have the weekends off, have nights off, and to lead worship and still be able to be with Celeste. And he wouldn't let me do it. And he's never let me do it until this day. Never. Mm. So that being said, um, I've been at In-N-Out for eight years. Wow. And uh, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I work as a manager um, along with back problems. Um, I think my jaw cracked right there. So you might get that. <laughs> uh, with back problems. And I still go to work. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I've dealt with that. Um, and, you know, I think for most people, it would be like the clear sign of like, okay, it's done. And mm -hmm. I believe that too. Like I'm, I, it's done. Like I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I physically can't my back. I have a herniated disc. What's yeah. What's up? What's up with the back? So when I was 17, I went to Glamis with my brothers mm -hmm. and I was on a 660 Raptor and I'm flying, um, and we're kind of all doing this jump and I keep flying and, and I'm, I'm trying to jump higher and go farther mm -hmm. and I'm in third gear and I, I, I let go of the gas right at the edge of the lip of mm -hmm. the jump. And like, just like a car, like if you let go of the gas, you'll, you'll kind of stop. Well, the same thing, but in air. Mm -hmm. So if you let go of the gas in air, you're just, you just nosedive mm -hmm. and so that's what i did i just nosedive and then i could just see the ground like coming flat towards me and i'm like oh my gosh and i just <laughs> hit the ground and then i blacked out and the quad must have rolled over me um so that was when i was 17 years old and i got a herniated disc because of that gosh so then 17 i have the herniated disc i start working at in and out when I'm 19 mm -hmm. and in between that time, I'm still really active. So I can't tell, you know, like if my back really hurts or mm -hmm. not, I just, Oh, there's no cuts. There's no burns. Like, okay, maybe I'm good. Um, but when I started working, I started realizing like I have something's wrong. And yeah. when I got an MRI in, um, I think it was 2014. I, uh, they told me that I had the herniated disc. So, Oof. So since then, I've dealt with it. I've done um, extensive physical therapy multiple times um, until recently, too. Um, last year, excuse me, I did a pretty good round of physical therapy, and that helped a lot. Um, I went on disability from, from work, um, and when I got back, I felt great. I felt like, okay, I can do this, I can do this management thing. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, but it failed on me again until January. I just got an epidural shot. Mm -hmm. So that's when they numbed my back and they numbed my, 
my nerves. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't feel the pain. Um, and it's obviously helped, but you know, it's not guaranteed. It's only a matter of time. Right. So it is interesting, but, um, like I said, I'm just, I think all those things would tell someone, you know, mm. that it's, this is not right. Like this is not right for you. That's kind of scary too. Cause epidurals, you're just, you're just numbing it. You're not healing yeah. the problem. And then I know that you have to like do the big 50 pound bags of potatoes. Yeah. Work. You're, it's not, it's not something that you could just go to work and sit down and at the office. Yeah. There's no, and they, you know, there's no easy road mm-hmm. for management or there's no, you know, no one's sitting down in and out, like you said. Yeah. And, um, for a while, I think they tried to make me like that. They're like, oh, well, just take it easy. Like, just take it easy. And it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it never worked. And so it was hard. It was, it was really hard for me to kind of find my place. And, um, you know, it, it was hard because I felt like I was compromising in faith and in everything that, you know what, Lord, like, am I, am I, am I not trusting you by getting an epidural shot? Like, I'm not really a medication guy, you know? So am, is this wrong of me to do this? Like, or is this the sign that I'm looking, like that, not that I'm looking for, but honestly, yeah, like, oh my gosh, I'm, hey, I'm out. Sorry, guys, I can't do it, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and it never was, and it never has been. And I believe it's because God just has this plan for me um, to go through some of the hardships that have that we've already gone through um because for work i i believe it's leadership Mm. you know i believe there's a lot of leadership that i'm learning from it um especially being a manager i'm going on in october i'll be a manager for two years two out of the eight yeah right so um you know i'm i'm learning so much because of it but i know that it's it sounds like a compromise it mm. sounds like man like this guy is kind of running away from god's call but anything but you know no when you're saying it sounds like he's running well why would people think that um why do you think i think because of i think because of the role that i was in at golden springs mm. i think being on the worship team, uh, being so heavily involved, um, and then kind of like running away from that Mm. or or what it could seem like, like, Mm. okay, well he just wants to get married. Like, you know, um, and so he got a job and like, now he doesn't come. And I think, I think a lot of it is maybe people don't think that, um, which is awesome, but Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I get a lot of people who come in to In-N-Out, which is down the street from Golden mm-hmm. Springs. Oh my gosh, how you been? Where are you at? Are you are you gonna sing? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? And it and I don't think that bothers me at all. I think it's cool. Like oh, I love it. Like dude, awesome man. Like people were blessed from what I did, but those I think just the sound of it is like, mm-hmm. when are you coming back? Like when are you? Where did you go? And I think that's where I always kind of feel um, not angered by it at all, but just maybe just trying to like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, let me let me make sure, like, look, like I'm really not a bad guy. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. the self-righteousness, I guess. But um, obviously mm-hmm. I have nothing to hide. I'm just trying to just let people know, like, 
no, I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. You know, I, I, I did what God called me to do. Yeah. How long were you doing worship for? About three years, about three years for uh, Golden Springs. Yeah. Hmm. So I remember, dude, I know you and I have had some of the best worship sessions ever mm. in my entire life. Mm. Uh, I know you, we, you and I got to go to Israel to do worship there. Yeah. We did a little bit of worship in Colombia, South America, um, all over the world. And mm. I know that you as my brother, I've seen it in you. I know that's the gift and call that God's anointed you in. But one thing I've always been taught is that your gift is not the function the, the actual God, if he allowed you to lose your hands, hmm. you have not lost the gift that God has given you. Hmm. God has gifted you in leadership. He's gifted you in pointing people back to worship the Lord. Hmm. There's a spiritual gifting in that place that he's given you. So I'm excited to see, okay, right now, the seeming part is you're away from the ministry. Right. You're away from the church. That's the seeming part. Uh, the other crazy thing right now today is everyone's away from the church right now. Why? Because of mm. COVID-19. Right. So it's like right. we're realizing, okay, well, then what is my gift right now? Right. What am I called to do? Who, God, who did you make me to be? And right. that's something you've been learning over the last two years. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I was actually thinking about this, and it hasn't come out of my mouth, but I was thinking to myself, like, this is really no different in mm. my life. Like this is not a different time for me mm. and Celeste because I don't get Sundays off all the time. I don't get Thursday nights off all the time or Wednesday nights. And it's kind of rare when, um, actually, to be honest, I only get one weekend off a month mm. for, for work. So f it's really rare, like when we go. Right. And so... So I was thinking to myself too, the same thing. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's not a, this isn't like a different time in life, like con concerning like, you know, church going or, mm. or um, like ministry. Like for me, it's like, okay, like this is kind of normal. And yeah. I bet it is kind of weird mm -hmm. for other people on the other side. And then I, I don't mean that in like a, like, oh, well, welcome, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like just, uh -huh. just. You know, like, wow. It, it, join the club. Yeah, yeah, join the club. Get a patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. That's crazy. Wow. So you were doing all that growing right now. Um, what do you think, like, what are the next, I don't know. Do you even have, are you just waiting on the Lord right now? Is there something in your heart that is just, you know, like stirring? Is What do you think? Oh, Wow. Um, I don't need the five-year plan. I just no, sometimes yeah, I, get, I, I get curious. Like, what do you want to do? You know? Yeah. No, big time. Um, like I said, I've tried to run away so many times. Mm. So many times I've tried to run away, and um, uh, there's one thing that holds me back, which is like a a strong conviction. Um, I always think about Joseph. I always think about Joseph when he was placed in prison and, um, you know, he tells, he interprets two prisoners dreams mm -hmm. and then the, um, the prisoner who had a successful like outcome, 
he goes to Pharaoh. And as he's going to Pharaoh, he's like, dude, tell Pharaoh about me. Tell him. Tell him about me, man. Make sure you let him know. Like, I can be there. I can help. Like, I can do anything. Just get me out of here. Mm-hmm. And you can literally see him, like, begging. Or you can read him begging, you know. And then it says, now after two full years. Um, Joseph was there for two full years. After he said that, after he spoke, then he was wow. just waiting for yeah. two full years. And I don't mean that for me, like, oh, maybe in two years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I know for sure that in those two years, he waited. And then when Pharaoh does have a dream and his uh, cupbearer finally realizes, he's like, I, I remember, like, how I've sinned. I forgot about Joseph. And, and he's like, Pharaoh, there's this guy. He can interpret dreams. Yeah. Like he's in prison. So they go and they go get him. And he's like, can you interpret dreams? And and Joseph's response isn't, yes, I can do it. Like, yes, I can do it. He, his response is, um, interpretations from dreams are from God. Mm. And I, I think that's such a mature answer to be like, you know what? It's not me. Yeah, It's God. And if God wants to do it, then that's fine. But if not... I'll just sit back in my prison. Yeah. I'll just sit back here and wait. And, and you know, hey, how's it going, Bob? Are you eating all your meals today? Yeah, because he was in charge. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in charge of prison. Like, Bill, dude, you're not doing good. You're not doing good, <laughs> yeah. Bill. You know? And and you know, his his leaders are telling him, like, well, go get go discipline him. Mm-hmm. You have to go make and and they probably had great relationships with Joseph, very bad. And he's probably thinking to himself, What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. But but at some point his response was it, the the interpretations are of God, mm. and he was matured, and something happened. And so, for me, I feel that it's it's wrong of me to leave the prison that I'm in. Mm. Sorry, Jason. Um, <laughs> that's my boss. Uh, it's wrong of me because Joseph couldn't escape prison. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the way out. He he had, and even he did. He was innocent, mm-hmm. you know. He was innocent, and and he could have tried to prove. You know what? I am innocent. I don't belong here. I really don't. Like I really don't belong here, guys. I'm here only because she lied. Yeah. You know, Potiphar's wife. She lied. I I don't belong here. But he he didn't, mm-hmm. and he he did complain at first. But then he learned, and and at some point, he learned how to sit there and become. God's prisoner. And when he was called upon, his response was, dude, you know what? It's up to God. Yeah. Because if I'm gonna if he wants me to stay here, I'm just gonna sit here. And that's that's where I feel my biggest conviction is. And not to be like not to live my life like word by word, like, oh, it's Joseph's story, like it's gotta be like Joseph's mm. story. But just just because I know that that's written you know that's written in God's word and it it belongs there and i feel that it's an example for me it's more of an example to me than anything else really so like it's hard for me to just like walk away and yeah. i want to you yeah. know i want to so but i want to be able to do paintings or i want to be able to be a worship leader and and lead people but like i can't I just can't. So, 
for me, I think that the plan would be just to, okay, Lord, like, let me just be this prison guard yeah. or let me, you know, this leader in prison. Like, what do I need to do? And, um, that's been a really cool journey for me. Yeah. I think that's the best plan, dude. Like everything yeah. you just shared is like, it's powerful because we don't see what God is doing in those seasons sometimes. Mm. We don't really know what God is preparing. Everything is preparation for something else. And for you and for, I think, everyone listening, when you step outside of that, you're going to lose the peace. And I think that's for you, like, why do you want to leave the peace of the Lord? Mm. Why do you want to leave? If God's giving you a conviction to stay where you're at, even in the midst of back problem that's terrible in the midst of not doing what you think you're super talented at Mm. which is playing guitar and singing for the lord yeah even in the midst of that you wouldn't dare go against the grace and peace that god has for you Mm. in there right and i think that's because for you and for when even myself i i found in my life that when you are doing God's perfect will for you, he's going to give you the fulfillment. And even if it's the most mundane, boring task, I think, uh, I, you know, I work for HVAC. Uh, sometimes there would be days when I would, it would get hard. Like I'm taking dirty filters out of air conditioning units and I'm like, gosh, God, like <laughs> when I was more so when I was new, I was like, is yeah. this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? Just, on the roof it's hot i'm sweaty just taking these filters out and i'm just like gosh like is this like i'm not even like doing the cool stuff of air conditioning right now like i'm not like advanced but then slowly god started to remind me like hey like who are you doing this for like because you left and i left golden springs um over two years ago and on super great terms and because i wanted to start a new ministry you know that right um but God reminds me when I'm on that rooftop doing those AC filter changes. He's like, hey, like, you wanted to serve me. Like, mm. You're not serving your boss. You're not serving the people you're working at right now. Right. You're, you're serving me. And all of a sudden, it, it reminds me, like, you know what? Like, by me doing these mundane tasks, God is providing for ministry. God is yeah. allowing his kingdom to get progressed. Yeah. And so I wouldn't dare want to leave the pain mm-hmm. that he has for me when it's for me. Yeah. Now I know for sure, like I think both of us have put ourselves in situations where it's like, we're in stupid pain because like we were mm-hmm. knuckleheads and weren't listening to the Lord. Yeah. But when you're in obedience and the trials there, that's, I know you've, you and I are both learning like, this is where the peace is at. Yeah. This is where the peace is at. For Definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I a hundred percent agree on that. Hmm. So, you're going to be waiting on the Lord um, in this season. That's really cool to hear. Um, maybe this would be, I don't know if you've been working on any music. Like, mm. <laughs> I know you always got one in the, in the chamber, dude. Yeah. Um, I know you have your guitar right behind you. So if yeah. you do, do you have something? I do have a song, <laughs> but it's not mine. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You want to whip it out? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let me see. Let me move this over a little bit here. All 
Am I good here? I think you're good. Um, just position yourself. Okay. Let me see. I think so. Check. Take it. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, that was good, man. Uh, I know what's it called. That wasn't for me, but thank you for uh, busting us with that. Oh, of course. That was cool, man. Yeah. Who's, who does that song? You know, I just heard Phil Wickham do it. I right don't know. On. I don't know if he wrote it. Uh huh. I think he did. But I heard him sing it, and I was like, dude, I got to learn it. So uh, it reminds me of Chuck Smith for sure. Because mm. that's, yeah. you know. The Lord bless thee. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure, dude. Uh, yeah. Worship, man. Uh, what do you think uh, about as far as like what's what's good right now? What's what's out there as far as worship songs, worship leaders? I for you. I really like uh, Shane and Chain. Mm. I really get down with Chain and Chain. I feel like. Um, I feel like they're super creative and they could make any song that they want. But right now they're on this the kick. Covers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're on this, you know, the initiative. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I really dig them because I like to see somebody do worship, like mm -hmm. sing a song. And then because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, I just copy everybody. Like, I, I mean, I, I've definitely wrote some songs and I think they're. I think they're awesome and appropriate for a time, you mm -hmm. know, and they're cool. And, um, but it's not, it's not what I do like all the time. And I'm more of like, I, I like to lead worship and mm -hmm. I like to lead people into worship. Um, so when I see them like 
cover a song, it feels like um, I look up to them. I see. Yeah. yeah. I can, I kind of like, I guess like a pastor, mm. like a pastor reads the word and then this is how they think. And then you kind of gravitate towards, well, I like the way that pastor kind of thinks, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel that the same way to me. Like, I feel like when I look at them, like, I like what they did. Like, yeah. and I feel like they have a genuine heart. Um, we actually saw them mm. on, I think it was last Easter. And man, they were just, they were genuine worship leaders. Yeah. It was so cool. So yeah, I've, I, I like them. My initial thoughts of Shane and Shane were I did not like them was because of that very fact that they did covers. Yeah. And then I heard some of their original stuff. Psalm 46 was like my mantra for a season. Um, Lord of Hosts, that, I love that song. Uh, it still is my mantra. But once I discovered like, wow, these guys are actually really good musicians and can create their own songs, then I started to listen to their cover songs. And then I started to realize like they're making all these songs better than a lot of other artists. And then I was like, yeah. And then I would always find myself going to their song yeah, and their version of it after right. the, the other original was already played. Right. And I was like, they're cheating. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, you that can't do are. that. Yeah. But I still, even to this day, I still usually prefer them yeah. over like any other artist. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other artists right now that are like kind of, um, is there anyone you don't want to listen to right now? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. You don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, I'm not sure. And you know what's cool is I actually, I feel like I get like turned on to worship. Like when I hear people play a certain song, mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of, I don't know. It's just more inviting, I guess. Like I heard, um, the first time I heard Defender. Uh-huh was that um, uh, you, I heard it at Golden Springs every once in a while. Um, but I heard it at Jess and Stephen Cameron's wedding. So shout out to your wedding. Oh, right uh, Yeah. And um, one of the guys played it as they were taking communion. Mm. And uh, it was powerful. Mm. It was so powerful. And it just, like when you hear someone sing it and you hear someone playing it, like, you know, live and raw, just, you know, their own mm. strum, you're hearing their voice kind of shift because it's live and you just hear those words like, and then there's people around you and you're all worshiping now. It's like, oh man, dude, yeah, that was a good song. So, and then, then I would look it up, you know, and then go see like, okay. Um, but man, I guess I, I guess I never really thought about my thought process of, oh, I wonder worship like if like I that. was if I was let's say a, a, a new believer to ask you like what worship is like Ooh. let's say I, I'm like dude why do they do that like what it doesn't make sense to me like what would you tell me like um, like artists like artists to listen to or, or like, like no like you walk the, into the, a church yeah, exactly yeah my I'd probably say my experience when mm -hmm. I first walked in the Golden Springs and people were worshiping. And I think it might have been even, uh, gosh, I don't even know what song it was. But I remember it could have been Your Love Never Fails. Or it could have been something about your love. Mm -hmm. Something. 
It had to do with your love, something like <laughs> that. So yeah. obviously God's uh-huh. love. And I'm seeing tons of people raise their hands. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's raising their hands and everyone's worshiping. But for me, I'm thinking to myself, as I'm looking on the lyrics, like at the, on the screen, mm-hmm. I'm like, do people really like believe God loves them mm-hmm. and that they love God? Mm-hmm. You know, as a new believer, I'm talking like, prehistoric you know brand new like i'm just walking into the church and maybe even more leaning to the side of not a believer yet like probably one of my very first times like you know going in and i would think to myself like do people really believe that you know there's this real love connection Mm -hmm. and um i would say the more that god you know, the more you allow God into your heart and the more you allow him to like change your heart and, and touch you and like convict you, like conviction was a crazy thing for me too. Like I didn't know what conviction was. I just remember my heart like on fire, Mm. like something is happening when my heart is on fire, like (laughs) all the time. Like, I don't Uh know what it is. Like, but my heart just gets on fire and I don't know what to do. Mm. And, and the more you feel like God talking to you and communicating with you and trying to get your attention throughout the day like then you start to see like he he loves me he Mm. actually really loves me and then like you can at least for me i like oh my gosh dude i love the lord Mm. i love the lord like my mom was right you know everything she told me like you know my my these people who i've that i looked at and it was so strange like i get it like God, they really love God because something has happened to them or some sort of connection has happened to them where they, I get it, you know? And I think everybody's, you know, everybody has a different story. Um, you know, especially for me, like I, I definitely want to make something clear too. Like for me, my story is that I was a worship leader. Um, I met a beautiful girl at the church. She um, never kissed anyone, never tasted alcohol. And I, like the same time, I wanted to lead worship, wanted to work. God led me to work. Um, I felt like I missed out from the church. I felt like I missed out from ministry. I felt like I was always trying to go back to ministry and not happy with where I was at. Um, Started to learn that this is where I was at. Got married. Um, Celeste had a miscarriage. Mm. That was the first year of marriage. Gosh. I think it was the second year. Forgive me. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> I think it was the second year. Um, You've been married for how long? Three years. Okay. It's going to be three years in July. Um, and no, it was the first year. Mm. And um, we had a miscarriage. And um, it was so hard because mm. she didn't deserve it. You know, if there was anybody who didn't deserve it. And for me, too, I felt, I felt honestly, like, well, I'm a Christian. I've been a worship leader. You know, I know what it is to be on ministry or be in ministry, you know, and, and why? Yeah. Why, why can't I work at the church? Or why can't I have a job where I'm able to do that? Or why can't, why did Celeste have a miscarriage? You know, like, she does not deserve it. There's yeah. no, no, she does not deserve it. And no one deserves it, but not her. Mm-hmm. 
And I think because everybody's story is different, you know, and that's okay. Like if you find yourself um, working at the church or you find yourself without trials or you find yourself like dedicated to the Lord and God just seems to continually bless your life, like that's awesome. There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I actually read something, we read something yesterday and I feel like it's so important mm. um, and appropriate. It says, it's Proverbs 17, verse 3, and it says, The refining pot is for silver, and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. Mm. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to me um, and interpreting that scripture of silver is for the, gets, gets refined in the fire. Mm-hmm. That's silver. Gold gets refined in the pot but i test the hearts yeah i that that person is silver not even in ranks just they're different mm-hmm. they're a different breed mm-hmm. they're do, this is what i'm doing with them this is what i'm doing with you this is what i'm doing with chop money bags you know mm-hmm. which is you <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know like and i test the hearts I put you in these places. I put people in these places because I have a plan. And you just it just forces you to submit to that. And I think, you know, I just want to make that clear that it's not like a... To me, it's not like a, a standpoint of like bitterness. Like, mm. oh, you know what? Like, dude, you guys don't know. Like, oh, like churches online? Like, well, you don't... You know, none of that. I, I don't think any of that. I, I think... I think for me, it's just like God has God does different things, you know. And um, like you said earlier, like I can't complain because of the peace that God, you know, has given us, and and not even the things, just the the peace mm-hmm. that I have here that I know I can't leave. You know, I can't change my circumstances. I wouldn't change it because I've learned and I've grown so much because of it. So. Um, yeah, that's what wow. I would say about that. I'm sure that's that's something heavy to share with with people right now. Um, yeah, and your what what got you through the miscarriage? Mm-hmm. Oh man, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know I know for sure one thing that got me through was um it really wasn't it really wasn't um it was too powerful for me. Hmm. And it the a lot of the weight went on Celeste's shoulders and I didn't know how to take it off. Wow. I didn't know what to do, dude. I didn't know what to do. And I tried, dude. I, you know, you try. I think every every husband wants to try. Um but I could see it on her. And you know what? I I knew that God was like, dude, this is her trial. This is mm. her battle cuz I need to make her into what I need to make her. Mm. And to sit there and like, you know, not know what to do was just, 
it was crazy, man. It was hard. It was really hard because you want to, you know. Guys always want to fix all the problems, at least some guys, you know. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't. And I think what got me through was knowing that God cared for her. God yeah. loves her. You know, God has loved her and she's dedicated her whole life to him, you know. And I've always seen God's hand upon my wife, which is amazing. It's 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 amazing because, you know, marriage is such a beautiful ministry. And I think for anybody, you know, thinking that when you read the two scriptures of a married man focuses on the things to please his wife, but a, mm -hmm. a single man, you know, can focus on the things of God. I just, that is a true statement. Mm. You will have <laughs> that. That's true. Yeah. You're going to focus on your wife. You're going to, you know, for me, I'm called to work because of my wife, mm -hmm. because of God ultimately, but because I took this call in my life, God took me this road. Um, I can't paint and dedicate my time to that because I work, because I'm called, mm -hmm. because God called me to be married. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't worship and do all those things. But I know that God has his hand upon me. Like, I know he's going to work all those things out and teach me. And God works out all things together for good for those who are called. And I believe that, you know. And, um, but, you know, when, when you think about, like, the difference of, well, I could just be, you know, single and like, I could just focus completely on God. Mm -hmm. Like marriage is a beautiful ministry. Right. It's a beautiful ministry. And I see God's hand upon her life. And I see God working in my life through my marriage. And, you know, some of the greatest men alive were married besides thinking Paul and Jesus but <laughs> but my oh, gosh, gosh like everybody yeah. else you know mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of people are married and you know like I don't think that it's a I don't think that it's something that you know I guess just to paint that picture of like oh Nick where'd you go mm -hmm. oh you went to work oh like you you live there or you you know whatever and like no, not yeah. really. Like, yeah. no, I just followed God's call. Believe me, if I could go back, believe me. If I could go surf again, believe me, <laughs> dude. Like, I would do it for yeah. sure. Like, if I could sell my paintings in mm -hmm. an art gallery, believe me. But I can't because I'm called, you know? And, and yeah. I, I guess that's what I'm just trying to say. Can, can I ask? So uh, a lot of times what I like to do is ask people who kind of just went through the the first steps because I feel like uh, when you get the people who are mature in any, any kind of task or any kind of skill they forget mm. the the simple tasks that were so hard to kind of deal yeah. with at the beginning of of learning something new so for you over the last just couple of years like what were some of the like the major like lessons takeaways over the last couple of years in marriage Ooh, gosh man the first year is just uh um, you're, Careful. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> okay, shh, the first year. <laughs> the first year is like mending. Uh -huh. You're just gonna mend. It's mm -hmm. just you're gonna you're gonna collide, mm -hmm. and it is crazy. Um, I think that 
more than that, I, well, first, let me just, the first part, the first part of that is you're just mending and it's, it's definitely hard. Like mm-hmm. everybody says, you know, every, whatever anybody says is true. It is fun. It's great. It's hard. It's requires faith. Everything. It's mm-hmm. true. But it, like, you know, you got to go through it in your own way because everybody's different. You know, like you have to cling to God in the areas that you're, you know, you're, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's hard, but I think what was, um, what was really difficult was, um, it, it was the faith of not like believing in God, but the faith that God is going to get us through. Mm. And when you're single, you could, you have your own faith. Because you're by yourself, you know, you stand on your own two feet, you know yourself and, and you're, you know, your strengths, you know, your weaknesses. But when you're married and brand new married, you really don't know their strengths or weaknesses. And you don't know how you're going to contact um, opposition. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's going to happen. You, right. you don't know your team you don't know you know it's crazy like you just don't know yet and so when we started to experience that contact yeah yeah contact (laughs) like yeah like Uh, what are we gonna do like what what do we do okay like and and you just yeah imagine a movie like you just your team is just like not you know not cohesive and Mm. and um i don't i don't think that's her fault i think that's both of our faults we just didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and i think one of my biggest regrets was in the beginning i started to like okay i'm gonna take this whole thing i gotta take this whole thing it's yeah, i gotta take it mm. and i regret that i regret that because the lord you know he told me you know he told me like you're gonna you're not taking away you're just missing out on the blessing of faith and marriage and mm. being one you know and um and immediately after i was like okay then mm-hmm. i'll then i i i want to fail then i will fail you know it's okay to, i think it's okay to fail it's mm-hmm. okay to fall it's okay to go on your knees and remember that the lord is is god mm-hmm. you know and and I had to do that so many times, you know, so many times to just like, you know what, dude, I don't know, Lord, and I'm sorry, rather than just continuing to go forward and like, oh, but you know what, I justify because I'm, I just didn't know, or, you know, like, no, you know what, God, I'm sorry, and um, that was hard the first year, Mm. was like, okay, you know, basically trusting each other. Yeah. Really like with with faith matters, you know? Like I think all the other silly stuff is cool and great. Like the cleaning and cooking and going mm-hmm. out and staying up late and watching movies and all that stuff. That's awesome. Like that's a lot of people doesn't take too much like spirituality to do those things mm-hmm. or anything really. Right. Like we just do that naturally. But um uh, that was, you know, in terms of faith, that was really difficult the first year Hmm. um the second year i think is when we really started to like that's when we trusted Hmm. and man you know she just 
she, like I said, you know, I watch, you know, and again, this is my wife in particular. It's mm -hmm. not everybody's story, but I watched God's hand upon her life and just like, oh my gosh, this, this lady is anointed, you know? Awesome. She's, she's anointed. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, I learn, I learn through what God does through her life and, and, um, how to respond to like the blessing that God's given me, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so that's, that's the second year. And this third year has been full contact, <laughs> full, <laughs> just absolutely uh -huh. full contact trials every way, mm -hmm. every day. Um, it's, it's difficult, but yeah. now I think that we're, we're just in this place of like, we're going you know, we're moving forward and, and God has blessed us. And I never want to go back to that place of like, okay, I don't, I need, I don't trust you. Like, okay, God, what, you know, never, like, I never want to go back to that place. And so, you know, we just fall on our knees and we ask the Lord and financially he's provided every month mm -hmm. that we've been here, you know, um, he's, uh, got me through everything concerning my back He's brought her through everything concerning her, her womb and, you know, um, her, I don't want to say like dignity, but, you know, just mm -hmm. where she stands as a woman, you yeah. know, and, and, um, it's crazy, you yeah. know, it's a crazy place. Uh, so I think, yeah, from the beginning, like it was humbling yeah. and it still is, you know, it still is really humbling. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have been, gosh, getting, growing a lot in that, that pot of fire right now that you've been yeah. referring to. I know right now you've been, just over the last few years, um, definitely in my prayers a lot, just because when I hear from you, I'm like, gosh, and you know, so many times I've called you and just been like asking for your opinion because I, I literally, I'm just like, dude, I have no knowledge or hmm. idea what it's like to go through that, like not sometimes I ask you those questions like how did what did you do one of the things that stuck with me was when you did go through that miscarriage was um you told me that you shared with me the, how you were struggling on whether you should be at home mm. with your wife or if you should go back to work on the timing of that and how that all went down and I remember I later on one of my friends went through a very the exact same thing so I, I asked you I was like hey um, after all that happened, like, did you look back and think you should have been at home or just should have went to work? And what you told me kind of blew me away. You said, you know, it, it wasn't so much that I was at home or that I was at work. That was the problem. It's just, I wasn't letting God just do it for me. Like yeah. just trusting in him. Like, cause I, I could have been at work trusting in him or I could have been at home with my wife trusting in him. Yeah. But I kind of wasn't. And I remember you sharing that with me and I was like, wow like yeah i didn't even think of that like <laughs> which yeah, is kind of I foolish know. but like that's that was literally i was like sometimes i've been able to glean off of you and from your experiences and that's kind of what i want mm. to do is to be able to reach out to you and to continue to glean off of you guys i think that's what kind of why i want to continue to do these conversations with yeah you. i feel like right now uh is the time i was talking with mike on saturday like i feel like god is allowing conversation and fellowship to grow deeper now mm. um well not that he's allowed he's reminding us that this is what we need 
Mm. Um, yes. I think sometimes we get just really busy. We get even doing ministry. Yes. Uh, doing what we see as the work of the Lord. Sometimes we forget that there's people living on the other side mm-hmm. of whatever that is that's in between you and them. Right. Um, so I, I want you to know I'm going to continue to pray for you and your family and all these things. Um, I know you've given us some some stories of, of hope. What are some of the things that God is kind of showing, speaking to you now currently? Um, mm. hmm. Well, um, I know that right now, I, uh, the more I surrender, the, you know, the more I become less anxious Mm. and less depressed. And, um, you know, it was crazy. The other night, the other night I, I was sleeping and, um, or we were laying down and we're about to go to sleep. And I couldn't sleep. I just had something like, like, like a hot towel, basically, like over my mind. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Like it mm-hmm. physically felt like something is just like on my mind. And I just can't even like, it's just, and you could feel it, you know, you could feel like the radiation, like kind of the same, just going through my body, like this anxious thought, like, like a hot towel. And and I told Celeste, I'm like, dude, I cannot sleep. Like, I can't sleep. And uh, and she turned on a study. She turned on, uh, uh, John Randall was talking. And it was, as soon as he started talking, as soon as he started killing it, you know, it was like, I knew that the Lord was just taking, like, these anxious thoughts. and um, And I think the more that I submit my life like to what God's doing and the more I, I physically choose to trust him regardless of all the circumstances, you know, all the circumstances of like work and coronavirus and Mm -hmm. am am I, are we still going to be working or am, you know, maybe are you going to take me out of this place is, is maybe there's some chance that I can be able to, do paintings one day, like, I'm a great artist, mm. you know, just reminding you, Lord, I'm a great artist, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a, I love to play, remember, like, I love to play, is, is there any chance that I'll be able to do these things, and then a million other things come out, but you know what, we really, we financially, like, we don't have everything at our fingertips, like, I'm able to do this, I'm mm-hmm. able to do that, like, well, I could just do this, like, I, I and, and all those thoughts like just spiral and spiral and there's you know even like little things like my backyard my front yard like my stinking basement like mm-hmm. everything starts to just pile up and um work itself you know being a manager you're there for 9 hours and you got to make moves for 9 hours and and this whole store has to run mm-hmm. on my shoulders yeah. And just everything that just comes together and it just starts spinning. And I'm sure that people out there probably have much worse circumstances or maybe they don't. I don't know. But 
I, I'm not saying my circumstances are the worst. I'm just saying that my circumstances cause me to get anxious mm. and, um, and have anxiety. And the sooner that I start to submit to God's word of the simple things of don't worry, look at the birds. They don't, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, but your heavenly father provides for them. You know, he cares for them. And how much more uh, value are you than sparrows? That simple fact, like, yeah, but hold on a second, Lord, because they don't have a mortgage company like they, you know, all, and just if you could just erase all those things that you have and like trust in the simple fact um, for me that God has a plan for me. And I just need to submit to him. And if I just submit to him, like, I can go to sleep. Mm. And I think that the more that I do that right now, I, I find myself having peace and and being able to trust in him. Um, but it's hard, mm. you know, and I'm not here to say that it's not, or I'm not here to say that it's like, that I got it going on. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, it, but that is something that God is showing me day by day. So, well, that's awesome, dude. One of the things you said that I just was thinking of this, how, cause you said you're reminding God, like, God, like I have this, I have that, like I have this in my life. Like, are you going to use it? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? I just read and I, I want to share this just cause I was like, dude, I just read that. Um, King Hezekiah, mm. God, he got deathly sick. Like t- he was going to die. Mm. So he goes to the Lord and says, Lord, like, you know how I served you. You know how I was faithful to you, Lord God. You know, I was, I was there, God, being your servant, God, and he's reminding the Lord of all the things he did. And he's begging God, God, please just heal me. Don't let me die. And God says, okay, like, I'll give you 15 more years. Mm. Uh, and God answered his prayer. In that 15-year time, he ends up having two sons, one which becomes the most wicked, one of the most wicked kings of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then he also shows the Babylonians the, the temple of the mm-hmm. Lord, which they end up enslaving and capturing Israel later on. So what I see from it is we don't always have to remind the Lord those things. It's, it's a human thing to do. Yeah. But for me, what, what, the way you're, you're responding, what you learned in that time is, you know what, like, just give it to God. Like, yeah. Trust that God has a plan for you, that he's working all these things out for good, and that he's ultimately preparing eternity for us. Mm. He's preparing us to be with him without pain, without sorrow, where he's going to be the most amazing experience we're ever going to have, and we're not going to be worrying about the backyard. We're not going to be worrying about the basement or yeah. all these other things. It's just going to be us together mm. with him worship and Ooh. that's something we look forward to as, yeah. as believers um thank you I, I do want to ask for one more thing nick yeah <laughs> can you play us one more song bro Ooh, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. whatever whatever, whatever i don't know you feel like you might want to jam out on i want to hear it again sure let me see let me see what we could do here oh am i good here i think you're good dude
I see the Lord seated on the throne, exalted in the train of his robe. It fills the temple with glory, and the
Amen, bro. I can't think of a better way to end the podcast, Nick. Thank you so much for coming out, dude. Thank you. Uh, COVID-19, safe distance. (laughs) Well, we'll see you guys uh, next time, all right? God bless. Take care.